jumper on the way. He hits, and it's a three. It's a franchise record, 54 for Carl Anthony Towns. Wolves cast, audio on demand. Gibson struggling to get it in, finds Wiggins. Andrew around a town screen, inside of midcourt, launches the three, at the buzzer, banks it in. Andrew Wiggins has won it at the buzzer. Lots it up ahead. Tyus rises up and slams it with the right hand. Taj Gibson with the defensive play of the game. It's over! It's over! Celebrate Wolves Nation! Welcome into another episode of Wolves Cast Audio on Demand. John Foki alongside Cal Soderquist here on the Timberwolves Radio Network. And boy, coming up on this episode, we're going to go one-on-one with Gorgie Jang, get to know G's journey from Senegal to the NBA. Plus, Alan Horton checks in with Robert Covington as we get to know a little bit more about the newest member of the Minnesota Timberwolves. Before we get to all of that, plus three in the key, I want to start with Minnesota dealing with a bit of the injury bug, Cal. And over the last week or so, it's hit Minnesota hard, specifically at the guard wing spot. Derek Rose, Jeff Teague, Robert Covington, all missing time over the course of the past week, and that's forced guys to step up, whether it was Josh Okogie getting the start at Boston, Tyus Jones has been in the starting lineup, and Carl Anthony Towns just stepping up his overall game. Uh, let's start with Cad. Joined Kareem Abdul-Jabbar as the only players to post you know, 25 or more points, 15 or more rebounds, 5 or more assists, and 5 or more blocks in back-to-back games, and Cad is making that look routine. He certainly is, and I think you can look at the scoring, and that's impressive because, like you said, he's had to shoulder more of it with guys out. For me, though, you know, whether it's the other numbers, it's the rebounds and the blocks. I think his head coach, Tom Thibodeau, kind of mentioned that those two numbers, he had the season-high blocks in Miami, and that just kind of says that the timing is getting better, both mm-hmm. both with the boards and with timing those blocked shots. That's impressive, and and also the assists. I think two different times he's recorded season-high assist numbers with seven in in this stretch, and that just means that he's in that rhythm, both sides of the floor. He's in the rhythm blocking the shots and grabbing those rebounds, but offensively he knows when that double team, the triple team maybe even, is coming, and he finds an open guy despite being a little bit shorthanded in terms of the other guys able to pick up the scoring load. So really – all across the board, I've been floored by what Cat's been able to do. Yeah, I think the assist numbers really stand out to me because it's a product, like you mentioned, of him recognizing where the double team's coming from. But it's a team thing, too, because guys have to play off that. They have to cut. They have to make the right play. And Cat's finding them. So I love the fact that those two things go hand in hand. And it's just been really, really impressive the way that he has risen his game. You think back to that game against Boston, just four points in the first half. He had 20 points, five rebounds, and five assists in the third quarter. Cal, that is a great game for most people, (laughs) and Cap put that up in the third quarter to help Minnesota battle back from a 22-point deficit uh, to get within spitting distance there in the fourth quarter before that comeback fell short. And then I want to bring up Tyus Jones, second career double-double. He did that on uh, Monday at New Orleans, 15 points, career-high 13 rebounds. You know, Tyus, it's it's not flashy. It's not going to blow you away, but it's effective. And that's been Tyus throughout his career. And I love the fact that when he's getting an opportunity, he's making the most of it, making winning plays, setting guys up, and, and putting Minnesota in a good position to try and close some of these games out. And, and I think a lot of the Hoops fans in this this Minneapolis or Minnesota community have seen it, right, in the way that he just finds ways to impact the winning. He did it at Duke. He did it at Apple Valley. 
and and he's doing it now on this level. And and what I like too, and you mentioned the the, the season high, the the thirteen assists, but also taking care of the basketball. The mm-hmm. turnover numbers are low, and I think it was the game before in Miami where he had five steals. So so certainly taking care of the basketball when you have it, but then creating those opportunities to get out, get a turnover, push the pace, maybe get out in the fast break. So he just continues to kind like you said it's 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 never flashy it maybe never shows up on sports center unless you're dunking on lebron james but but <laughs> that was most tyler jones <laughs> sorry yes true but most of the time it, it's going to be those kind of plays that help you win ball games and i think it's been really impressive from tyus uh stepping up when they're severely shorthanded at that position right now. Yeah, and he joins Sid Lowe, Stefan Marbury, and Pooh Richardson as the only Timberwolves in franchise history to record 13 or more assists without a turnover in a ball game. Pretty impressive, as was the week for Andrew Wiggins. He goes for a season-high 31 at Boston. He also moves into third this week on the franchise scoring list. Goes over the 7,000-point mark, becoming the seventh-youngest player in NBA history to do that. And he's chasing down his former head coach, Sam Mitchell, in second in franchise scoring. Sam's got 7,161 points and Andrew nipping at his heels. So it's just a matter of time before he passes Sam and moves into that second spot. All right, we're going to take our first time out. Still to come, Cal will be back to go three in the key, plus a conversation with Robert Covington. But next, we go one-on-one with Gorgie Jang right here on the Timberwolves Radio Network. The season is here, and unforgettable experiences are just waiting for you and your group. Catch the pack in action and get in on pregame performances, player high fives, photo ops, and more. Find your experience now at Timberwolves.com slash groups. Minnesota Timberwolves, all eyes north. Welcome back to Wolves Cast. John Fogey with you. Still to come, Cal Soderquist will return, and we'll go three in the key to preview the upcoming stretch of games for the Wolves. Plus, we'll get to know a little bit more about Robert Covington. But first, it's time to shine the spotlight on the longest tenured member of the Wolves, big man Gorgie Jang. I want to go back to when you picked up the game of basketball at 16 years old. How did you go from enjoying soccer, being a soccer player, to becoming a basketball player, let alone a professional basketball player? I mean, it's shocks. It's shocking, you know. You don't even understand how you fall in love with that game. But even now, I'm still playing soccer in off-season or... But basketball is is different, you know. Uh, after that, I take it very serious. And once I got drafted, I understand now this is a job. That's that's uh, what I need to do every day to feed my family. What I that's what I need to do every day to help people that I really want to help. So I take it very serious. And you mentioned it. You know, when you first started playing it, how fun it was. What did you enjoy about playing basketball when you first got into it? Uh, just everything, you know. Basketball is fun. It's a fun sport. Everything. Like, I was playing, people going home, left me at the gym. I was there by myself shooting. I, I just enjoy it. You know, basketball is fun, fun, fun sport. And, and I think of you making the jump to the United States to pursue basketball. Uh, when you came to that decision, was it a tough decision to, to say, I'm going to go after this, I think I have an opportunity here? And, and were there any people that said, you're crazy for trying to make this, make this work? No, it wasn't a tough decision. Uh, after I went to Johannesburg for basketball without Boris, uh, I got a chance to see Dirk, I got a chance to see Chris Bosch, Dwight Howard. And I started asking myself, why not me? Like, cause they tall, they, you know, if they can play the NBA, I, if I believe it, I can do the same thing. And that really gave me hope uh, 
to take it more, even more serious, that put everything in hack to, to get where they are. And where did that mindset come from, that if they can do it, why not me type of mindset? It just, I don't know, sometimes uh, it came naturally, you know, there's, you don't, you don't, you don't go anywhere to buy faith, you know, and, and beliefs. It's, it's, it gotta be in you, you know, and when I first saw them that day, I, I woke out with Dwight Howard that morning. The first thing that came out of my mind when he finished, I was like, I'm going to be an NBA player. What was it like when you got drafted and you became an NBA player? Did you think back to that moment? I remember uh, the first time uh, I got drafted, uh, we, play, we played Dwight. Uh, when he saw me, he ran up to me. And the first thing he said, I said, yes, you made it. <laughs> and because when he was in South Africa, he told me, like, if you believe it, you can be a pro. Like, and when he first saw me, he ran up to me and he was like, you made it. I was like, yeah, I was very excited that I get a chance to see him again. And yeah, that's, that's very helpful that the NBA provide players to go across, uh, around across the, 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 the continent to, to help the kids and make them believe that they can become just like them one day. And now you're playing that role. You're going back and, and helping, whether in your community or you know, developing these kids to play basketball. How rewarding is it to use basketball to go back and help in the way that you have? Basketball is a good platform to communicate with everyone, especially kids. You know, basketball is a good platform to communicate with kids. And uh, that, I will use basketball to talk to them about education. I will use basketball to talk to them about how they become good kids, how they're going to act with their parents. Because if someone really admire you, you better tell him something good. Because everything you tell him, he's going to do it. And when the kids look at me back home, they, you know, they 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 thinking like very big. They look for the big picture. So I'm using basketball as a platform to help them trying to get where they want to be or open their eyes to understand that, you know, everything you believe is possible. And when you set goals, set very high goals. Yeah, G set some high goals, not just getting to the NBA and having an impact, but also what he's been doing off the court in his home country of Senegal, giving back in so many different ways. It's just a tremendous, tremendous story. All right, still to come, it's this week's Three in the Key, but coming up next, Robert Covington and his journey to the NBA. We'll get to know more about the newest Wolf next on the Timberwolves Radio Network. Experience the pack like never before with the official mobile app of the Minnesota Timberwolves. Whether you're at home, at Target Center, or anywhere around the globe, the app is your remote control to all things Timberwolves. Head over to the App Store or Google Play to download it now. Wolves cast continues. John Fokey with you. Coming up in our final segment, Cal Soderquist will return as we go three in the key to preview this next stretch of games for Minnesota. Before we get to that, since joining the Timberwolves in that trade with Philadelphia back on November 12th, Robert Covington has had a huge impact on Minnesota, specifically on the defensive side of the ball. He's helped lower that Wolves defensive rating, and often you can find him locking up the opposing team's best scorer. It's a skill that he developed from watching a lot of film. So you watch, you know, guys' different tendencies, and, you know, you just got to pay attention a lot because, like I said, very versatile, that guy that can guard, you know, basically everybody on the court at times. So you, know, you got to be able to know what guys tendencies are, what they, when they catch the ball in certain aspects of, of the court and what they, their natural tendencies are. So 
you know, that's what, you know, has allowed me to, you know, take my level intensity up, you know, defense. And Well, one thing that really stands out about Covington's game and the reason that television analyst Jim Peterson of Fox Sports North has nicknamed him Robert Glovington is his ability to reach in, just rip the ball away from his opponents on a drive and to do so without drawing a foul. It's something that's impressed his teammates, including Derrick Rose. I think this is the softest the NBA's ever been, but somehow he's able to get both hands on the ball and yank the ball out of people's hands without getting a foul. Like that's unbelievable. I mean, I don't know. It's just pretty impressive to not get a call or get foul a foul call on you or anything like that. So it just shows you how special he is, how serious he takes the defensive side. Covington is known throughout the NBA as one of the top two-way players in the game, something he was in a different sport growing up, as he tells more to our Alan Horton. Is there football in your background? Did you grow up playing football at all when you grew up outside of Chicago? Sure did. Sure did. Played defense and offense. So. Your journey coming from Tennessee State and then uh, getting picked up by Houston, when did you first realize you could play in the NBA? Um, after that first year, you know, seeing how well I excelled in the D League, um, you know, I knew I was capable of, you know, doing a lot of great things. So I really, really enjoyed it. And, you know, like I said, that, that grind and that process is what really got me to where I am. Were you surprised that Houston didn't keep you on that second year? Very much, very much so. But, you know, like I said, everything happens for a reason. But, you know, it, it prepared me into the player I am today. And like I said, I wouldn't change nothing that happened. You know, the fan support you've gotten here since you've been traded since Philadelphia, have you felt that? Because the fans have kind of, I think, resonated with the way you've played the game. Absolutely. I felt the, you know, very, very uh, humble and welcome. Um, you know, the city of Minnesota has really accepted me the way that, you know, I thought they would. And like I said, just happy to, you know, be a part of, you know, some, some new. Well, certainly the fans have appreciated what Covington and Dario Saric have brought to the team since coming over in that trade with the Sixers back in mid-November, and they're hoping that the Wolves can continue to climb their way back into that playoff picture. All right, keep it right here. We go three in the key with Cal Soderquist next on the Timberwolves Radio Network. The Timberwolves are back, and so is College Night, presented by U.S. Bank. For select home games, college students can get upper-level tickets for $10 by using a valid.edu email address online. Visit Timberwolves.com college for more info. Minnesota Timberwolves, all eyes north. Wrapping up Wolves cast, John Folke rejoined by Cal Soderquist as we take a look at the upcoming stretch of games here for Minnesota. We call it three in the key. Cal, what do you got this week? Well, we'll start with three key players, and we've got the Lakers in town on Sunday. We might need to familiarize ourselves with uh, some of these other L.A. Lakers. Maybe no LeBron James, no Rajon Rondo, and maybe even Kyle Kuzma out. So Kentavious Caldwell-Pope is a name to keep an eye on. Earlier this week, KCP recorded back-to-back games of 25-plus points, and uh, during that two-game stretch, he connected on 10 of 23 from deep. So certainly... We saw a guy like Gordon Hayward come off the bench and, and have a strong night against Minnesota. Keep an eye on KCP, the sharpshooter for L.A. Second key player, Dennis Schroeder. Like KCP, he's a uh, super sub type. He comes off the bench for OKC, averages 30 minutes a night in that role, yet he's still third on the team in scoring behind Paul George and Russell Westbrook and second in assists behind Russ. So he certainly can have an impact on the game despite maybe limited minutes and also He's a similar kind of pest defensively mm-hmm. as as both Russell Westbrook and Paul George. So watch him uh, when the Wolves visit OKC on Tuesday. And finally, we look ahead all the way to next week, but we have to. Luka Doncic, what a rookie campaign it has been so far for the third overall pick. Uh, on the season, he's averaging 
just under 20 points as well as nearly seven boards, five assists per contest. And those aren't just empty stats on what we thought may have been a really bad Mavericks team so far this year. They're hovering right around 500, very much in the thick of the Western Conference playoff race, and it is because of the impact he has had on on the Mavs so far. Yeah, and you think back to that first meeting with Dallas down in Dallas and some of the shots that Doncic hit against Derrick Rose. I remember listening to Rose after the game saying, I don't know what to do. I'm <laughs> draped all over him. I'm taking away his airspace, and he's still hitting those shots. He has been very, very impressive, as have the Mavs overall this season. Well, Luca and the Mavs in town next Friday. Tickets available at Timberwolves.com. Two key stats now. We start with this. It's a record, 2-15. and 15. And when you go back all the way to the start of the 2015-16 season, LeBron James' teams have gone just 2-15 and 15 in the games that he's sat for injury, illness, or otherwise. So perhaps this guy is important. Maybe, just maybe. Also incredible. <laughs> I, had, I had forgotten this, but he played and started in all 82 games for Cleveland last season. So no missed games for him. Just impressive in that sense alone. Uh, second key stat, it's a date, October 28th. The Oklahoma City Thunder, they started their season 0-4. A lot of fans may know this, but they would like you to think that their season officially began on October 28th because since then, they've gone 24-9. and It's the NBA's best record over that span. And during that same time frame, they also hold the league's highest net rating, best defensive rating, best steals per game average, and best points off opponent turnovers average. So... For whatever reason, a sluggish start out of the gate, but now they're rolling, especially their defense. And uh, we close things out with one key matchup. We're spotlighting Carl Anthony Towns and JaVale McGee on Sunday. We know Ooh. the we know the run Cat's been on. We're not quite sure. I'm not so sure if the Lakers will will what they'll do to try to slow Cat down on this pace that he's been on. But JaVale certainly an athletic guy, and he's also just a treat to watch because you, you're never quite sure what he's going to do <laughs> or how he'll impact a given game. So let's uh, let's spotlight that matchup for Sunday afternoon here at Target Center. You know, and another one to ma- uh, watch in that front court is Tyson Chandler. Uh, we yeah. saw the way he rebounded against Carl Anthony Towns in the team's most recent meeting at Staples Center a couple of weeks back. All right, get your tickets at Timberwolves.com. Again, Minnesota home Sunday against the L.A. Lakers and next week. They've got a back-to-back Dallas and New Orleans, Timberwolves.com, for all your ticket details. For Cal Sotoquist, I'm John Fokey saying so long. We'll talk to you again next week right here on the Timberwolves Radio Network. This has been a presentation of the Timberwolves Radio Network.